I'm really excited because, again, we're focusing on uh, thankfulness or thanksgiving. And as we go into that, I want to set the stage in understanding um, for Thanksgiving. Uh, Thanksgiving is an interesting time of the year, I think, especially in our generation, especially right now as we see what we're going through. Um, First off, I don't think that this generation necessarily is one that cares very much so about um, giving thanks for things, right? We live in a, I've said this before over and time and time again, we live in a very me, 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 me centered generation. And as a result of it being very me, 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 me centered, um, we don't acknowledge when good things happen to us on the count of other people. Uh, so one of the things that I can use as an example about the importance of thanks is how you teach young children. Um, I have the pleasure of uh, having two young kids and my youngest Bree right now um, I love how she says, thank you for things. First off, she demands you for things, right? Because she's almost two. So she'll come up to you and say, uh, give me or help me or give it now. Whatever she says, right? And then we have to teach her. Say, can I have it, please? So crackers. Quackers, please. And you give her the quackers. Or, I said quackers. You give her the crackers. <laughs> and then you say, what do you say? She, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Saying thank you is a taught skill. It's not in our gut to say thank you for things. We have to be taught at a young age how to give, uh, how to appreciate and be thankful for when we receive things from people. And that's something that we actually have to take into our spiritual lives, our 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 our, our, our relationships with God as well. Uh, we have to come to a place of understanding. And willingness to say thank you to God when he does things and moves in our lives. We have to come to a place of honor and glory and paying homage to God for what he has done in our lives and through our lives. And let me be clear with you. That action, right? That action of paying thanks, of giving thanks, is an art. What do you mean, Lionel, it's an art? It means there's a methodology, I believe, in how we give thanks to God. Giving thanks to God is not just something that we do on a whim. It's not just something that we learn spontaneously. It is a practice. Anybody who's involved in an art knows that there is practice behind an art. Uh, I was thinking about myself actually this morning as I was getting ready to, um, uh, uh, I was working out this morning, and I was thinking about, uh, me as a musician. For those of you that don't know, I'm a musician. I love, pl- I love playing music. However, in this later stage of my life, I don't play music as much as I would love to. i just be honest with you. My brother's always getting on my case. He's always saying, yo, you got to practice more. Yo, you got to play more. Yo, you got to gig more. And like, I love the stage of life where I'm in. I'm content with not being able to practice as much as I used to and play as much as I used to. I'm okay with that. I know where God's moving, so I'm okay. And this morning, I was like, dang. Like, if certain people come up to me and ask me, yo, you still play? I'll be like, yeah, I'm still, I still play, right? The skill is still there. But you know what's different? The touch is not the same. You ever got on a bike for the first time in a long time? You still have the skill to ride a bike. But that touch that first time, you might be a little wobbly. You got to get back into it. 
because it requires practice. Being a musician requires practice. Any art form requires practice. There's an art to giving thanks. Which brings us to the title of this message, The Art of Thanks. And Vanessa already read the text coming out of Luke 17, verse Luke 17, verse 11 through 19. And we learn some really quick lessons when we look at this text. Really quickly. We dive into it and we can see, oh, snap. The art of thanks is not as difficult as it may appear. Let's dive right into it. When the first thing that we grab when we read this text is giving thanks requires you to go back. Huh? What do you mean, Lionel? Well, let's look at that situation again one more time. We look at Luke chapter 17, verse 12 through 13, and it says, As he was going into the village, he as in Jesus, ten men met him. They had, skin, they had a skin disease. They were standing close by, and they called out in a loud voice, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. All ten lepers, right? There were ten of them, the Bible says. All ten lepers ended up pleading for Jesus to heal them. Master, have pity on us. Like my kid, pleading for something that they want. My youngest, Dada, please, 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 please. My eldest, Dada, please, Dada, please come, Dada, for a minute. That's her favorite thing. Just come here for a minute, please. Right? They pleaded for something. And all of them were healed, the Bible says. But the Bible also says that only one came back. Which means that we can infer that if one came back, nine of them went their separate ways and on with their daily life. 90% of them just went on and forgot about what had happened. You see, there were nine of them that sought the healing. And once it came, the healer became an afterthought. Jesus, the one who had worked, with, uh, worked the miracle in their lives, the one who had changed the rest of their life and future, was a mere afterthought after the healing occurred. Barely even that for only nearly all of those men who were healed left except for one. How often do we imitate the behavior of the nine who, when we ask Jesus for something, we go before him and we plead, Jesus, Jesus, please, please make a way. God, do something on my behalf. Please, I'm begging you. I need this. God, master, have pity on me. And Jesus does it. And what happens? We don't return back and say, thank you. Now, truth be told, y'all, I'm guilty of the same thing. There have been points in my own life where for whatever the reason, right, I don't go back and say thank you to Jesus. Lionel, what do you mean you don't go back and say thank you to Jesus? And I say thank you to Jesus. Whenever Jesus does something for me, you know, I was, oh, thank you, Jesus. Come on, son. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about a thank you, Jesus. Woo, 
Lord, thank you, and moving on. I'm not talking about a quick uh, uh, slogan that comes off your mouth as some sort of just easy tone, right? Sometimes, thank you, Jesus, rolls out the mouth as, as simple as, uh, as other things that we say, right? We don't mean it. For example, you ever um, uh, 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 run into someone and you get into that greeting exchange? Hey, how are you? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. And then you end up saying, how are you again? Or someone says, I saw this commercial, right? There's this person who's walking into the gym and there's a receptionist behind the gym desk. And he says, hello. She says, hi, how you doing? He says, I'm good. How, how are you? She says, I'm doing great. She says, have a good workout. And then he says, yeah, you too. She's not, she's not working out. She's a receptionist behind the, because what happens is we get so locked in to customs and patterns and, 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 and doing the right thing, obligations of social interactions and constructs that we don't mean what we say. And the same thing happens with Jesus. We don't mean thank you, Jesus, when we say, Lord, thank you, Jesus. It's just something that rolls off the tip of our tongue. There's no intentionality. There's no heart behind it. We just end up carrying on like the nine who were healed. But we need to be like the one. The one who goes back at the feet of Jesus to express his thanks. We need to be like the, this man who found it important to get back into the presence of his Savior to express his gratitude. His gratitude came from his inner being. He meant it with all his heart. If you have something to be thankful for today, and I believe that we all do, giving thanks should not be flippant. It should not roll off your tongue. It should not be something that you're just doing to meet some sort of social need. No, instead, go back to the feet of Jesus when you give thanks for him to what, for what he has done. Take the time and energy to find him, to be close to him, and to say thank you. Can I get an amen, somebody? If you're listening at home or wherever you are, take the, remember we talked about hearing the voice of God last week. Take the time and the energy to be with God and say thank you for what he's done in your life. Be intentional about it. Don't let that thank you roll off your tongue, but go before him. Maybe you go in the privacy of your home, in your own home, in your own private prayer. You get down and you just say, Lord, thank you so much. You didn't have to do it, but you did. And I'm so thankful. Mean it when you say it. As you give thanks to God, I want you to remember this as well. Ready? Woo! Giving thanks is a full body praise experience. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man. Listen to what the scripture says about this man in verses 15 through 16. Ready? Let's dive back into it in Luke 17. Ready? When one of them saw that he, has, he was healed, he came back. All right? This is the one that came back. He praised God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him. The man was a Samaritan. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, let's, let's make sure we get this here. This one leper not only came back, 
But the Bible says he threw himself at Jesus' feet and cried out in praise before Jesus. So I love this dude, whoever this dude is. I don't know what his name is, right? His name is, he's a Samaritan, so we're going to call him Sammy the Samaritan, right? Um, so Sammy, that was kind of funny. So Sammy comes back before Jesus, and remember, out of all of the ten, he's the one that comes back, and not only does he come back, he cried out in a loud voice for help and throws himself at Jesus' feet. You know what I love? Sammy is the only one. I'm really calling him Sammy now. This one is the only one who kept the same energy after the healing. You see, this one leopard made it a point to not only say thank you to Jesus by returning, but also his praise was filled with that same energy that manifested as thanksgiving as he went before God. When God moves in your life, you need to keep the same energy in the praise as you did in the pleading. Let me say that one more time. You need to keep that very same energy in the praise that you give God for what he's done as you did in the pleading that you did when you went before his feet and you were crying out for the master to have pity on you. Keep the same energy. When you go before God and you ask him to do it, you cry and you pray and you fast and you plead. We've all done it. I've been there. You've been there. We, there's, this, there's this outpouring that you dedicate yourself to. You ever been in that place where you need God, for, God to do something and you just put your whole effort into it? I, I mean, I like to Daniel fast, right? And, fa- and I love fasting in general. And I need God to move. I fast before the Lord, and I put every ounce of energy that I can in fasting before God. The thing is, once God does it, the praise that needs to come from you must be of the same intensity, maybe even more intensity, as the pleading that you brought before God. I'm reminded of David, right? Now, David was someone who Chase, the Bible says that God, uh, David chased after God, uh, God's own heart. And, and if, you, if you know biblical history, because of sin, right, uh, uh, the Ark of the Covenant was taken away from the people of Jerusalem, right? They lost the Ark of the Covenant. Now, the Ark of the Covenant was actually the physical manifestation of God's presence here on earth. It was the most precious thing for the people of Israel on earth at that time. So David is, if you read the scripture, David is so overwhelmed because he wants for the ark to come back. So many times we hear David's story and David's feelings and David's passion for the presence of the Lord to return back to Jerusalem. And finally, finally, the ark of the covenant comes back and after years of being away and David is so overcome with the joy of the Lord that he begins to praise nearly, the Bible says he's nearly unclothed. In the streets and and he gets confronted by people and say yo David why are you dancing half naked in the street you, there's people that are watching you look at these young girls that are watching you you can't da- dance this is indecent you cannot do this and I love what David says in response ready in Samuel and second Samuel chapter 6 verse 21 through 22 David says this in response ready he's given thanks this is Thanksgiving unto the Lord I will celebrate before the Lord I will become even more undignified than what you see here. (laughs) 
David says out loud, oh, you think that this is messy? You think that this is indecent? I don't care what you think about my praise. I don't care what you think about how I look. I don't care if you think that there's a better way for me to do this. The God that I served has met a need and done something so miraculous and has brought joy to return back. His presence has returned back to Jerusalem in such a mighty way that I don't care what you think. I'm going to be messy. I'm going to be sloppy. And I can get even messier than this. That's how much I care about how much God has done for me. That's how much praise I'm willing to give God. Let me tell you something. When God does something in your life, it doesn't matter if that praise is sloppy. It doesn't matter if that praise is looked at by people and they think that it's funny. It doesn't matter if it makes the neighbors mad. You praise the Lord for what he has done for you in your life. Can I get an amen? Even if someone is looking back and says, what you're doing is not what we're supposed to do. That is not clean cut. That is not socially appropriate. You actually say to yourself and you let it be known, I don't care what you think it looks like. This is what I'm offering up to God. Let me tell you why that's really important as well as we look back into the scripture. We jump back into Luke chapter 17, right? And what's Sammy? Why are we calling him Sammy? He's a Samaritan, right? So you know the, the history between Samaritans and the Jewish people, right? Long story short, there was an understanding of ethnic tension. We might call it racism, right? Or ethnocentrism, whatever you want to call it. But there was, a, there, was a, there was a standing beef between the Samaritan people and the Jewish, pe Jewish people. Now, the man that who got healed was a Samaritan. Jesus was a? Jesus was a? Jesus was, he was Jewish. He was a Jew. So, socially, the two of them mingling in public was seen as inappropriate. It was seen as, as not being right, as not being the standard that needed to be met. Remember the story of Jesus and the Samaritan woman, the same thing. Jesus engaged with this Samaritan woman, and it was seen as inappropriate at that time. Jesus got flack for interrupting, uh, interacting with that Samaritan woman. And now Jesus is interacting with the Samaritan man. But the Samaritan, knowing the history and knowing that Jesus was a Jew, comes back and gives Jesus praise anyway. He actually puts the social constructs to the side and goes back to the foot of his Savior and says, Thank you for healing me. So let me tell you something this morning. And I want you to understand this. Ready? Let your praise of thanksgiving be messy and raw and real. You don't have to be cute with your praise. You don't have to be orderly with your praise. You can let it all out like David did. You can be raw and real with what you give God, but the energy of your praise must be equal to or greater than the energy of your pleading. Psalm 34 verse 1 says, I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praises shall continually be in, in my mouth. Psalm 109 verse 30 says, with my mouth I will give great thanks unto God. And Psalm 69 verse 30 says, I will praise the name of the Lord with a song. I will magnify him with thanksgiving. Today I want you to notice, as you give God thanks for what he's done in your life, 
Don't listen to know what, know what nobody says to you. Let that praise that you give God be something that emanates from the very core of your being and give him the biggest praise that you can give him because he alone is worthy of glory and honor and praise for what he's done for you. And let me tell you something about that. Ready, 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 ready? Oh, my God. I said this before during our prayer. Sometimes God does things for you and you didn't even know that he was doing it for you. There are times where God is moving behind, and I've said this so many times, he's moving behind the scenes on your behalf. He's keeping things from happening. He's making things happen, and you don't even have a clue of what's going down because you are unaware of the supernatural God that has you in his mind and is working for your good and the advancement of his kingdom. Sometimes you don't even know. So if you think you don't have something to give God praise about, check yourself at the door. I guarantee you there's something for, God, for you to give God praise about. The fact that you are alive this morning, you have a reason to give God praise. The fact that you are in a sanctuary with us, you have a reason to give God praise. The fact that you have a cell phone, maybe it's not even working, but you are connected to internet and you are able to finesse the system. Hallelujah. And you are able to be on here, right here, right now. This is a reason that you need to give God praise. Whatever is going on if you are alive right now I don't care how close you are that you how close you were how close you feel like you are to things being over it's not over give God praise and let your praise be real hallelujah let me tell you something about giving thanks giving thanks can heal your heart what I say that I say that one more time. Giving thanks can heal your heart. Huh. There is a healing element involved when we give thanks to the Lord or when we give thanks for what God has done. Listen, 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 listen. Ready? Okay. We're gonna go back into Luke chapter 17, verse 19, and read this. Then Jesus said to him, Get up and go. Your faith has healed you. Time out, time out, time out. What you mean? What you mean your faith has healed me, God? I, I don't, I don't, I, uh, weren't there 10 of us? And the Bible says earlier on that on the way to, Jesus told them to go to the priest, and on the way to going to the priest, they got healed? Okay, so why is it now that Jesus is saying your faith has healed you to the one that has come back? Did Jesus hit them with the old okey-doke and say, gotcha, you didn't come back to me, you're not healed. No, that's not what happened, right? Jesus didn't hit them with the okey-doke. He didn't hit them with a surprise. There was no contingency. When God heals, he, he heals permanently. I believe that with all my heart. When God heals, he heals fully, right? When God heals, it is not conditional. When God heals, he does the work. Sometimes we mess things up. That's not on God. That's on us. But when God heals, he heals permanently and, and unconditionally, okay? But what I do want for you to understand is this. The healing that Jesus was talking about was not one of just the physical body. Mm. So studies have shown that if you have a mind and heart that focuses on gratitude, it has a tremendous effect on your mental, emotional, and even physical health. What? Yeah. Emotionally, having a heart of gratitude helps to release you from the grip of negative emotions that can take over your mind and your feelings. 
in your brain. Gratitude has the ability to change your brain chemistry, and you literally release neurotransmitters in your mind, feel-good chemicals that help promote feelings of peace, joy, and relaxation. On your body and in your body, a heart of gratitude can help reduce stress hormones, particularly stress hormones of cortisol and adrenaline, right? And lowering the associated risk of long-term diseases that can be associated with stress and those associated hormones. On a spiritual level, gratitude helps center your spirit on God and reminds you that God is love, God is good, God is in control, and that God provides. And what does Jesus say to this man? He says, your faith has made you well. Now, many theologians who read this text, they actually say, and they believe that the man who, this man who possessed faith, faith his, the possession of faith was evident through his thanksgiving unto God, the one he went to Jesus and gave back to him. And that it was in his thanksgiving that his heart was healed, even though Jesus had already healed his body. So let me say this to you right now. Thankfulness can be the medicine that you are looking for. Wow, 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 wow. Many of us look at 2020 and 2021 and we struggle to find things that we are thankful for. Translation, we struggle to have hearts of thanksgiving and thankfulness. And then we find ourselves struggling even more with feelings of sadness, anxiety, or even depression. And yes, those things have come on within the span of the last two years and they make us look back and they make us see that said that, that those things are real, right? I'm not here to downplay anxiety and depression and worry and all those strong feelings that have come over the last 20 some odd months. I felt them. You've all felt them. We've all felt them at some point. It's been a crazy, crazy last two years. And what does it look like if we command our hearts to have a position of thanksgiving and praise for what God has done and even more so what hasn't happened to us in the last two years? What would it be like if we go before God and say, you know what, God, this has been tough. The journey was hard. But God, right here, right now, I want to give you praise. I want to give you glory. And I want to thank you for the little things that you've done. Father, I want to thank you that I never had to worry about food being on my table. Father, I want to thank you that I never got the coronavirus. Or, Father, I want to thank you that if I did get the coronavirus, that you gave me minimal symptoms of it. Oh, Lord, I want to thank you that if I did have severe symptoms, Lord, that it didn't take my life. Father, I want to thank you for protecting my family. I want to thank you for those that I care about and those that I love, Lord. And I want to thank you for keeping them with me. Father, I want to thank you that you gave me a roof over my head. Lord, I want to thank you for stimulus checks. Hey, I'm thankful for the stimulus check. Lord, I want to thank you for that in a way, Lord, like I wasn't expecting that money, but you gave me that money, and I'm so glad that you did. Father, I want to thank you for, 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 for even being able to have a car to complain about that gas prices are too high right now. Because, Lord, there's some of us that don't even have a car, and we have to find a way. We got an Uber everywhere, but, Lord, you've given me the ability. And even though I go to the pump every single time and I cry and I say, Lord, make a way where there seems to be no way, I'm thankful that you've given me a vehicle that I can drive to and from. There's things that you can be thankful for. And when you are thankful for those things, there's healing that can exist. So I want you to say this with me. There is healing in your thanksgiving. Say this wherever you are. There's healing in my thanksgiving. 
Say it again. There's healing in my thanksgiving. For those of you that are in are online, I want you to say this, and you can type it in the chat. There is healing in my thanksgiving. There is healing when we have a heart of thanksgiving and we offer thanksgiving and praise unto God for what he has done for us. There's a shifting in your heart when you give God thanks. There's transformation of your mind when you give God thanks. There's an uplifting of your spirit and of your body when you give God thanks. And always remember you have a reason to be thankful. You can be thankful in the good times and in the bad times. You can be thankful for the small things and for the big things. You can, uh, small things and big things. You can be thankful for the visible and the unseen. You can be thankful for the loud and mighty and for the soft and peaceful. There is healing in your thanksgiving and give God praise for that healing. I, I want to be transparent with you this morning. 2020 and 2021 were a heck of a year. Personally. Personally, there's people that I know that are no longer with us. There have people that I love that have seen an immense amount of heartache. My child has gone to the hospital not once, but two times. We've had, I've gone to the hospital one time. I never go to the hospital. I went to the hospital, never go to the hospital for being sick. I've gone for injuries, which is another conversation for another time, but I've never gone to the hospital to be sick, and to be in the hospital being worried about my health, and to walk out on the other side knowing that God has taken care of me, and God is with me, and that God let me, at least from what we see, has spared me from any severe consequences, right? I give God praise for those things, to know that so much has happened within the life of my own personal family, but we are all healthy, we are all intact, we are all here. So much has happened in my extended family, but we are all intact, we are all healthy, we are all here. We have lost some people, but even in the losing of people, we have been clo brought closer together, and people are caring for one another and being connected to each other in a way that we haven't. We've gone through crisis, but crisis has uplifted us and brought us closer together in ways that we never imagined. There are reasons for me to give God thanks and praise for what he's done in 2020 and 2021. And I want to urge you, there are reasons for you to also give God thanks and praise. Perhaps you are on the other side and you're saying, but Lionel, I've lost someone. In the good times and in the bad times, give God praise. Perhaps you're looking at me and said, Lionel, Lionel, but 2020 and 2021 were filled with so much political unrest and it caused me anxiety for the loud and mighty and the soft and peaceful, give God praise. Father, I don't have full, uh, Lionel, I don't have as much in my bank account as I would like. And the job that I have, Lionel, is, is not what, I, what, what I'm looking forward to. It's not where I want to be for the visible and the unseen. Give God praise. You can give God praise and give God thanks. Right here, right now even for the things that you don't understand and don't see. So what I want you to do right now is we're going to go before the Lord and we are going to offer a praise and prayer of thanksgiving before God. And we are just going to say, Lord, thank you. Lord, let us be like the one. Let us be like the one who comes back to you and comes back to your feet and is intentional about making you know that we are thankful. Lord, let our worship, let our, let our praise and thanksgiving be real. And 
let it let it be messy and let us not care about what others may think about what we give you father but lord let us give you praise with our full being and father let our hearts be mended let our hearts be healed as we focus not on the things that have gone wrong but in the ways that you have come through we honor you we lift you up and lord we praise you we worship you for being god we give you thanks for lord you are good and your mercy endures not for just one day not for a year not for our lifetime but forever and ever we give you praise in jesus name we pray amen i want i want you to say this with me one more time as vanessa comes up there is healing in my thanksgiving Say this with me if you are at home. There is healing in my thanksgiving. Say this with me if you're in the sanctuary. There is healing in my thanksgiving. Your praise does not have to be clean. It does not have to be orderly. But the praise that you give God needs to be reflective of what he's done. Keep that same energy. And know that as you give him praise, he is also working and shifting in the places of your life that still need for his glory to be shown let your healing come in the thanksgiving that you give God. Peace of God be with you.